many pastors do not have strong friendship in their life. They are not living life and doing life with a good group of close friends. Um, and we can get into talking to, about each of these, but the, the, just a, it's a real problem. I mean, that's a problem in general with men, uh, men in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, not having close friendships. But I think it's particularly um, highlighted among pastors. Welcome to the Stream Roots Podcast, where you'll learn how God's unchanging truth can be applied in our ever-changing world. Through conversations with pastors and ministry leaders, you'll be encouraged, equipped, and challenged in your walk with Christ. Stream Roots is designed for pastors and leaders in the church, but is helpful for all people. And now your host, Pastor Mark Pospisil. So glad to have you join us for this episode on the three F's for pastors. With me is my friend and producer of Stream Roots, the John Blosser. John, how's it going? It's going, buddy. How are you? Doing well, man. Hanging out. Enjoying right, life. Man. Yeah. Anything going on? No, just enjoying the fall, man. It finally cooled down a little bit. So, you know, got the flannels out. I'm waiting to bring back the beanies. All right. <laughs> I know you're excited for that. I am not. And I, <laughs> I, I am going to miss the sun. So here in Detroit, our, the sun kind of goes away from about middle of October till it's true. March. It but, does. Hey, it is what it is. Today, we have a special guest for this episode, Pastor Justin Buzzard. Justin is the lead pastor of Garden City, a life-giving church. Garden City exists to give life, to be countercultural to the pressure, loneliness, and consumerism of Silicon Valley. Justin is the author of Date Your Wife, The Big Story, How the Bible Makes Sense Out of Life, and Other Biblical Studies. He's been a pastor for over 20 years. Justin, we're really glad to have you on the show. Welcome. Can you share a little bit about your family and ministry with us? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. I live in a very different place, man. California. It's 74 degrees today. It is sunny. It's Jealous. gorgeous. Uh, great weather. It's like that a lot of the year too. So, Hey, you gotta, you gotta come visit. Um, yeah. Glad to be here on the podcast. A little bit about my family, me. Um, I am 45 years old. I just turned 45 a couple of weeks ago, celebrated with a bunch of buddies. That was fun. I've been married to my wife, Taylor for 20 years uh love her she's love of my life um and then we have three boys three sons who are my oldest is just about to turn 17 in a couple weeks my middle son just turned 15 and my youngest son just turned 13 the birthdays are back to back so a home full of teenagers full of boys it is uh, a lot of fun uh wild lots of wrestling lots of testosterone lots of energy <laughs> Um, there's just, just stuff going on. They're getting kind of stinkier and, um, uh, <laughs> and big and just, but it's a blast. We are really, really loving this season, um, with, with our family at five. It's, it's a ton of fun. Um, my oldest plays, uh, football at the high school and runs track. My middle son plays football and does wrestling and volleyball and youngest does a bunch of other sports as well. So there's just lots of activities going on and our home is full of their friends all the time. And, uh, yeah, and then you said you said ministry too. Uh, I pastored Garden City Church, which I planted 12 years ago with uh, just three people and 3000 bucks and a big dream of what God could do in Silicon Valley with his church. And yeah, it's just been a, it's been a great adventure. Lots of highs, lots of lows, um, great people, great church. It's a crazy place to, to pastor and to follow Jesus, uh, but I really enjoy doing that here. Nice. Praise God. You have a lot of tech people that go to your church? 
I do. Yeah. We say like, just if you're in a service and you just stretch out your hand and turn around, you're going to touch an engineer. It's just, we have <laughs> lots of engineers everywhere, lots of tech people. I mean, this is a, a part of the world that is shaping and influencing in really significant ways, the rest of the world. So lots of people in our church who are at, you know, Apple, uh, Meta, Zoom, um, Amazon, Microsoft, um, you know, some of these companies that are, that are headquartered here. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of tech people. Um, I'm not techie at all. I'm terrible. You saw how hard it was for me to get like hooked up with this, uh, this podcast, clicking the right links and this and that. I'm, I'm really bad at that, but yeah, it's a fun group of people. I can relate with you. I also am not techie at all. So I'm just glad this is working out. That's why you got me, yeah. man. Yeah. Exactly. That's, why, that's why I have my sons. My sons know what's going on. They, oh yeah. 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 All right, let's jump into our discussion. I want to read for us from a few scriptures in the book of Proverbs. This is what Proverbs 18:24 says. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 13:22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Finally, Proverbs 17:22. A joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. God has given us so much wisdom in his word. These Proverbs are dealing with areas that all pastors and leaders need assistance in. Friendship, finances, and fun. So many pastors and leaders need guidance in prioritizing friendship, growing and stewarding money through investing, and having just more fun in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ was not boring. He showed us where true wealth is found and also had amazing friendship while he walked on this earth. Whether that's for the pressure of the, being a leader, the business of life, or distracted with other things, far too many pastors fall short in all these areas of the three Fs. We need help, and this is why we invited Pastor Justin Buzzer to join us. He runs a cohort and has written extensively on this subject for pastors and leaders. So let's jump into this discussion on this episode of Stream Roots. So Justin, what caused you to develop this cohort for the three Fs? Yeah, well, I love pastors. I really, I'm, I am a pastor. I really care about pastors. A lot of my best friends are pastors. Uh, it's obviously what I've given my life to, being a pastor and giving my life to the local church. And um, I just saw a problem. I saw a need. I, through the years, noticed that many pastors, I'd actually say most pastors, uh, really have a problem in those three areas that I call the three F's, friendship, finances, and fun, that uh, many pastors do not have strong friendship in their life. They are not living life and doing life with a good group of close friends. Um, and we can get into talking to, about each of these, but the, the, just a, it's a real problem. I mean, that's a problem in general with men, uh, men in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, not having close friendships. But I think it's particularly um, highlighted among pastors. Uh, and then finances. Uh, many pastors are deficient uh, in finances. They um, they get older and recognize, oh, my gosh, I don't have enough money to, to, to live, to retire, to help with kids in college, whatever it might be. We'll get into all the reasons for that. And so I wanted to help pastors with finances. Uh, and then fun. Just many pastors uh, quit having fun a long time ago. There's not a whole lot of fun in their life. Um, they're not modeling the fun that I think we see in our God and I think is important for healthy churches. So, and I just didn't see anything out there like this. And I saw that many pastors were talking to me about these areas. 
And I thought, oh, I, I want to see if I can create something to help pastors with this. So about a year and a half ago, I started running cohorts. I keep them intentionally small. I limit them to five pastors at the time. At, at a time, I also will from time to time allow non-pastors into the group, but I focus it mostly on pastors and then try to help these guys uh, in these three areas. Awesome. So let's let's jump into that. Why do you think it's so hard for pastors and leaders to make and keep good friends? I think there's a number of reasons for that. Um, sometimes it's because a, a guy, a pastor, just doesn't think it's important. Um, you know, they think, okay, well, I've got you know my wife and my kids and my church, and I, I can kind of be okay without friendship. So I think not seeing its importance, not valuing its importance until it's until they get to a point where they really recognize that lack in their life. So just a lot of guys think they can live life without friends. And I think, I think life is impossible without friends. I think you cannot really live life to the fullest uh, and you can't pastor well, can't minister well, unless you have close friendship. So, so that's a reason not valuing it. Um, you know, an another, another reason is that uh, it can be pretty complicated uh, being a pastor with friendships because there's these dual relationships. There's a lot of different layers going on in relationships where you can be someone's pastor and also maybe their boss and so maybe their neighbor and also friend and all those layers come together. And so that's tricky. And so then a lot of pastors choose. And this is this is counsel that's out there. I've, I mean, I've heard a number of prominent pastors say, man, don't be friends with anyone in your church. Don't blur those lines. I personally very strongly disagree with that, though I think there are areas where you need extra wisdom um, and all that. But so a lot of pastors just think I'm not going to be friends with anyone in my in my church. Um, so that's a real issue. A lot of pastors, it's just busyness. They think, well, I'm busy, man. I've got a wife. I've got young kids or, you know, like me, teenage kids are getting older. There's a lot going on in sports and activities and this and that. And they'd say, I just don't have time for friends, um, which I disagree with strongly as well. You got to, you got to make time. You need to have those friends in your life. Um, I mean, so those are three of the reasons, but there's, there's many more, uh, as I get to know different men and their stories, all kinds of different reasons show up. Sometimes it's just hurt, like friendships that have been lost, uh, friendships that have been broken, people that have been betrayed by friends. I think, man, it's just not worth it for me to go out there and really invest in friendship. But, um, yeah, those are some of the reasons, and you just cannot live well. You can't pastor well unless unless you've got great friends around you. Yeah, I, I saw a thing. One of Jesus' greatest miracles was uh, in his 30s, he had 12 close friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like a 30-year-old man had 12 close friends, right? Uh, yeah. I, I can relate. You know, I, I think I agree with you. Life works best with friends. You need friends. We're not going to make it without it. That's just how God designed us. Uh, and as pastors, you know, you can sometimes keep people at arm's length. Uh, you, you know, you don't want to be vulnerable or have that trust. Um, or I've heard it said before, yeah, you can't be, have close friends inside your church, which I completely disagree with. So what does that look like for you and your church? Yeah, well, it looks like uh, it's different with different relationships and different people. Like um, one of my staff members, he actually just came off my staff, our, our worship pastor, Ben, he just transitioned moved. But uh, man, he was a very close friend. And uh, worship pastors, so I'm his boss, but also a fellow elder. So we're at the same level of elder. And so all kinds of hats are being worn at the same time. But we're just really intentional about that relationship of, hey, there are going to be times where this gets uh, a little murky because, hey, I'm helping make decisions about your salary. Uh, 
you know, you don't get to just do that for any friend, you know, in your life, or uh, I'm giving you a job review, a performance review, or, hey, you're an elder and you're giving um, feedback. And sometimes that feedback is critique on my leadership, yet we're also good friends. And so being honest and open about that is helpful, but not all friendships in the church like that have that many layers. And it's just being wise. I mean, there's people in my church, every church, right, where you go, hey, this is not going to be a close friendship, but that person wants it from you. And you need to be able to find, I don't know, gentle ways to communicate that. I think we all have that in our churches. A person wants to get super close to a pastor and be really, really close friends. And you can't be that way with everyone. And there's certain people it's not wise to have that with. So I think it's uh, being choosy. I mean, back to that example of Jesus, he had these close friends. He, he chose those close friends. Um, he chose those disciples. He, he selected them uh, after much prayer and discernment, right, and wisdom. So I think we as pastors have to have prayer and discernment and wisdom of who are a handful of people in my church that I can really have as friends. Um, and then there's different layers and levels of friendship and understanding that, hey, there's going to be some people that are going to be really close friends, whether we're talking in my church or outside my church. And there's going to be other friends that are not as close, but those are still really important friendships. There's going to be some people that are couple friendships, like hey, my wife and I really like hanging out with this couple. These are really good couple friendships. There's going to be other friendships that are seasonal friendships, like for, for a season. This was a really close, like here in Silicon Valley, it's a very transient area. People are moving out all the time. And so understanding, hey, this is a relationship that, man, it, it might actually go really, really deep and be incredibly valuable, but it's kind of more seasonal because then they're going to pick up and, and move to a place. So. Um, I think a lot of pastors get tripped up in thinking every friendship is supposed to look exactly like X, you know, and it has to have all these features. But understanding that there can be a diversity of types of friendship, I think, is really helpful. Have you ever had a season in your ministry where you didn't prioritize friendship? Yeah, good question. Um, I probably have, but I'm not remembering that right now because it's always been a deep passion of mine. Uh, friendship. Um, I, I've had different seasons that are hard where w back to the transients of this place, people are always moving. So I've had a lot of very close friends move, um, particularly over the last several years with COVID and everything, which has accelerated moves out of Silicon Valley. Um, I've had, gosh, eight like really close friends move and that's been brutal and that's been hard and that I still carry that, that loss and, and feel that whole but for me, it's not been so. So yeah. So it's the season now where I don't have as much of the friendship around me that I did have around me, both in the church and in the area, and that's like you know regrowing and all of that. Um, but that's not because of not prioritizing it. It's because of um, it's a deeper, <laughs> a, a different frustration. It's because of the frustration of just the economics of life here and geography and what that means and people moving. It's one of those things I wish I could change and control. Um, just say, never move, stay here, but I can't. Nice. Love it. All right, let's go on to the next one. So we're talking about friendship and just the priority you need to have for that and what that looks like. How, how do you counsel pastors and leaders for investing when they're so busy with ministry and serving others? Well, it's, you know, I get to know a guy's story and I see what's going on, but, um, I mean, just most pastors don't really think a whole lot about money um, in the future. And sometimes it's, hey, I, you know, the, the, the thinking goes, I don't need to. I'm serving the Lord. The Lord's going to take care of me. Um, I shouldn't really think about money because God will take care of me or because Scripture says stuff about, you know, don't don't love money. Um, I'm supposed to be this example. I'm this pastor. So I'll just accept whatever comes my way. 
Uh, and I just think there's some real naive thinking there. Yes, 100%, we trust the Lord, but just most pastors have not been educated about, um, I think, what the scriptures really say about money and then how to best steward their own money. And so I try to help guys uh, have what I think is a more biblical uh, and comprehensive uh, view of economics and of money and of their need to uh, grow them. Most pastors, I wish there was like an actual national survey of this. I don't, I'm not aware of one, but uh, just from my time with pastors, I would say 80%, maybe higher of pastors uh, do not invest in any way. Uh, they, they might be decent savers um, and, and not you know terrible spending, but they can save their money, but they've not invested um, at, at all. And so I try to help pastors look at, hey, how can they grow their money? Um, primarily through investing, but also what are some other ways to bring in some income so that they, it's in order, it, it enables them to be better focused then on their ministry because they're not always then concerned about money or what's happening. And they can settle into their ministry and know, hey, like we're going to be okay. The future's going to be okay. We can do some, do some things. So um, yeah, we get, I get into all kinds of, kinds of stuff on that. And it's been really, really cool to see guys make some real life transforming, transforming, changing decisions. Uh, about what they're doing with money that um, is going to open up a whole different kind of future for them. Uh, let me ask this, John, do you ever, do you invest? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, how about you? <laughs> Just that's it. huh? Yeah, man. I invest. All right. No, we have, do you want to know the details of my investments? Like in the stock market, mutual fund, what? I have, I have a mutual fund. Yep. We work with a specific company that I'm not going to name drop. And, uh, you know, we give them a certain amount of money each month and they do their thing. All right. And then, so Justin, is, you're talking about like investing in the stock market or like uh, you said different income streams. I think that's really important for pastors because you can do different things. You, you have different skills and gifts that God's given to you. And, and you know, you want to make sure you take care of your family and you want to be a good steward with what he's given to you. So, so like what, what areas do you counsel pastors and leaders for this? Yeah. Well, first let's back up. Mark, do you invest? Uh, so here's my story. I invest in the long term. I'm playing the long game. And yep. so we're investing in the future of like when we retire. And I yep. got in the stock market years ago. My dad is a, he likes to day trade and do different things. And so I invested some money and I actually made a ton of money and he's like, hold on to it. And then the company went bankrupt and I was like, that's not for me. And so we, we go really long term mutual funds and I do different things. Uh, where I actually do different things for income streams, where I uh, teach pickleball. So I love pickleball. Have you ever played pickleball? I have, I have not. I want to play. I want to try it. My wife uh, has a big tennis background, and she oh, tried right. to teach me how to play tennis, gosh, 15 years ago in our marriage. And uh, I got so mad and so frustrated. I just started throwing the racket, and it was just awful. I couldn't. <laughs> so I haven't like picked up anything racket since. But this whole pickleball thing, I mean, that's big here too. It's going like going like crazy, and uh, I want to try it. It's awesome. So that's where it, really the three F's kind of go in the pickleball. I have a lot of friends who play. I make friends who play. Uh, it's tons of fun. My wife and I play together, but I actually teach it now where I make, you know, it's like 30 bucks an hour and uh, it's a little extra income. You know what I mean? It, oh, that's awesome. up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do a couple lessons a week and sometimes more. And then uh, obviously speaking engagements and different things, you get a little cash for that. But uh, I so, want to come to Michigan and have you teach, teach me pickleball, man. I'll, I'll give you a hat. I'll give you a discount for being on the podcast. Yeah. I want to do, do it for that. Free. <laughs> 
much. Yeah. <laughs> just cost you the plane ticket out. That's here, right. No deal. That's right. <laughs> I'm not yeah. that good of a teacher, but if I'm ever in California, I'll uh, come give you a free lesson. Yeah, come do it, man. Um, so yeah, what I do is I primarily, I mean, all of that, I, but I, I primarily uh, talk to guys about investing. Uh, yes, also finding other income streams. That's uh, I spend quite a bit of time on that as well in the cohort. But investing, I, I want to help guys uh, invest in the stock market for the long term, not short term, not, not day trading at all, but long term. Um, and we talk about strategies with uh, mutual funds, index funds, uh, passive strategies, and then also individual stocks. Um, I'm a big believer also in individual stocks as well. Um, I also live in a place where so many of these companies are, are based too, which is which is interesting. And you know, our story is that I've historically just been a, a great saver. That's just been my, just, I save, I don't spend, I save. My wife's the same way. Um, but we hit a point in our life, what is this now? Um, maybe 13, about 13 or so years ago, where we started investing. It's a whole long story, kind of getting into that, but had had some financial trouble with um, with some things. I realized, oh my gosh, we need to actually invest. And we started investing and it's just been incredible what God has done in our life through that and how money has compounded and how investments have grown. And it has allowed us to do a, a, a lot of um, things we didn't think we were going to be able to, to do. So um, I'm just, I'm big on that. And I just think most pastors are missing out because um, they've not, they're either afraid or they've never been educated or their theology is wrong, or they've not seen what scripture actually does say. I try to give guys a much broader view of what scripture says about money. So many pastors are aware of the, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil kind of texts, but not other texts about being fruitful and multiplying and stewarding the resources God has given you. So um, that's just been a blast to see what God's been doing with guys with that. Awesome. Awesome. And you can learn more on your cohort, cohort if people want to learn more about that and, and investing in different ways you, you guide them in that. So. All right, great. Uh, let's let's go to this uh, other question here. Why is it so important to prioritize having fun in life? I think being a pastor and being around pastors, I like to have fun. I like to goof around. I like to keep things loose with our team. We do events we, for our church with my staff. We we we. And there's times to be really serious. We do really serious things, but there's times where we we, we need to take ourselves unseriously and have fun, enjoy what God has given to us. And I do meet a lot of. Uh, sometimes pastors who can be really uptight, who just doesn't seem like they really have the joy of the Lord in their life. Why, why is that? And, and why is it so important to make sure that we are having fun? Yeah. Fun is central. Fun is so important. I mean, I think, I think God is fun. That book needs to be written. I'd love to write that someday. God is fun. He's much more than that, but he's fun. Uh, and I think, I think Christians are to be fun. And I think pastors are to be fun because it reflects the character of our God and fun gets it. Fun is one way of speaking about joy and life and life to the fullest. Fun is like an aspect of that and an angle of that. Uh, just most pastors get far too serious and uptight and take themselves too seriously because the work is very serious. I mean, we are dealing with life and death, heaven and hell, uh, walking people through the darkest valleys of their lives. Um, intense pressure as you're a pastor caring for so many different aspects in the church and your mind being on so many different different things that that can have a tendency or, or pastors can allow that to squeeze the joy and the fun and the life out of you. But if you do that, I think you're just losing so much of what the Christian life is meant to be about and what we're meant to model in our life and our leadership and our preaching and our pastoring and our discipleship of other people, um, following Jesus, gosh, following Jesus, um, 
certainly difficult, involves suffering, hard choices, pain, but it also is like a lot of fun. I mean, you, just, you look at Jesus's ministry in the Gospels and what he's doing with those 12 close friends, which certainly involves hardship. One betrays them, one denies them. They all abandon them at different points. But they're, they're always just having these long meals, enjoying good wine, going on long walks, going on adventures. They're they're having fun. They're having a good time. And I, I think no one is going to be drawn to anyone's Christianity or to anyone's pastoral ministry or church if there isn't some sense of fun there. Because like you said, we're designed for it. We're designed for um, close relationship with the Lord. We're designed to enjoy our lives. We're commanded to enjoy the life that God has given us. And I think non-Christians sniff this out from like miles away when they see a ministry where dude, that person is just only serious and heavy and doesn't seem to enjoy their life or their marriage or their kids or their, they're like, why would I want to be a part of that? So I think fun is a central way that we image who our God is and the kind of life he calls us to. And I think, I think we're going to have a lot of fun for eternity in heaven. And I think that's something for us to be practicing now and enjoying now. And just unfortunately being a pastor, there's other professions that are like this as well, but being a pastor is one of those professions that if you're not intentional, has a tendency to pile so much seriousness upon you uh, that it just can squeeze out the fun and joy. Yeah. I love in, the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter eight, when uh, the people are kind of, they're sad. They're like, Oh, everything's bad. And, and in eight, I think it's verse 10. It's like, stop crying. Uh, rejoice, go buy some food, go have some drink, go yep. and, and, re and rejoice and know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And yes. uh, I love, I love that. You know what I mean? And Deuteronomy as well, we're commanded to do different things and, and enjoy and all the feasts and all the celebrations. And, you see this throughout, like you said, in the meals and the time together of just this long time together of enjoying life and enjoying the people that God has given to us. So, so how would you counsel somebody to, how to get unstuck from a boring and mundane life? Well, again, it, it depends on you know the person and, and identi clearly identifying the problem. Like for some guys, it's a lot of guys don't have a theology of fun. So I start there with some guys. Like there's no place in their theology for this category of fun. And so it's, hey, let's look at the scriptures. Let's take a fresh look at the scriptures, a uh, fresh look at God, uh, a fresh look at your theology, your anthropology, and see the fun you know, needs to be there. For other people, it's looking at you know maybe their habits. Like, hey, you you just are you're running too hard. You've you've not like made any space in your life to do something pickleball that is fun and that you enjoy. You know, you're in, in exploring their story. Where's that coming from? Why are you beating yourself up so much? And why don't you allow yourself to have fun? For some people, like they started pastoring a church where that fun wasn't part of the culture at all. The culture of the church and the expectations upon them are be our super serious pastor. Uh, never like lead us astray by, um, by by giving off a sense of too much fun or something because that could lead to sin or that could lead to this or that that's too close to this dangerous thing and so they've got this these demands upon them these expectations upon them that they don't want to break um so there's all kinds so it's it's really identifying the source of that problem first so then you can start working on it but but then it's getting guys to prioritize fun so many pastors this is just people in general too but especially men think I've got to get everything done first, then I can have fun. And helping people break out of that 
Like, yes, you've got, you know, you've got a sermon to write. You've got this hard meeting to have. You got to do those. But many people put off fun and save that for like the last 5% of their day uh, or, or time or, or whatever. And I think that's the wrong approach. I think pastors will not make it long-term in ministry if they're not having fun and if they're not a fun person. No one's going to want to follow you or go to your church if they're not sent. I don't mean like you're fun every second of the day, but if they don't sense like that's a fun you know, person, they're not going to want to be around. And I just don't think someone's going to make it long-term if their ministry is just always like heavy and, and, and serious, they're, they're going to burn out. So how do you do this in your life and in, in, in your church? How do I do it in my life? Well, um, I have a lot of fun with my wife and my kids. Uh, we have a fun house. We, we're, we're, have, we're always having like lots of fun here. Um, fun is just a value in my friendships. I want to like laugh, like got an elder meeting tonight. We're going to, we're going to laugh a lot in that elder meeting. We're going to connect a lot. Like fun is just, we've made it when you plan a church, you know, you get to put a, put a culture into your church in the beginning. Right. And so that's always been a, a way we've lived. And that's always been language we've used of like, let's make sure we're having fun. Let's have fun. We did a staff retreat yesterday. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I planned intentional things. I planned serious things. We had these prayer times. We had um, some like hard stuff we had to look at and some hard conversations and decisions. We also just had a lot of fun. We went out to a great meal. We laughed. We joked. We were making fun of each other. Uh, we were on a great, gorgeous hike. Um, we just we, we just have made it a value. Um, so I can tell, and, and I just have to check myself. Like um, sometimes I'm just get, I'll notice like, man, I'm getting too heavy, too serious. I haven't like had fun in a while. And so I, I'll notice that my wife normally will call that out. Like, man, you're getting, I, I, I'll get irritable is the, is the tell. I, I start getting pretty irritable and she reminds me like, you just, just go and have some fun. Like quit taking yourself so seriously, quit getting so wrapped up in this. So that helps me. Good. John, John, what do you do for fun? Uh, big hiker. Uh, big outdoors guy. Um, uh, pretty much anything that doesn't involve a ceiling, I'm cool with. Um, what does that look like in the winter out there? You know, it's not. Uh, you got to get creative sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, there there are opportunities for you know winter hikes and stuff like that. We take full advantage of that, and in my family, you know, we'll all just bundle up. No, that's great. The kids love it. You know, they'll find a giant snow drift and just jump into it and, you know, we'll yeah. break out into a huge snowball fight. Like, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. More love power it. to you. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a priority for us as well. Like our home, we have four kids and it's kind of where all their friends come and hang out. We do a lot of sleepovers. We have fun together as a family, you know, from, you know, we play pickleball together as a family as well, but just do a lot of things, play football, all, all the sports, the girls do gymnastics. And we just want that to be part of our culture again, of just yeah. enjoying life, enjoying what God has given to us, enjoying each other. And, uh, there's times to be serious. Yes. Uh, but, but other times just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy what God's given. So. Yeah, I've get, I give different homework and assignments to pastors, right? Dep again, depending upon where they're coming from and what their issues are. Like some guys, uh, it's been, hey, just write down a list of things that you find fun. And some of those guys really struggle because like, like, I haven't had fun in a long time. I, it's all been like work, 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 grind, serious, care for the family. Uh, but like having them write down a list and I'm like, at least get five things on paper. 
And then it's like, hey, do one of those five things this month. Like just start, like it's just helping some guys get started. Other guys, it's been, again, trying to give them this theology of fun and directing them to different passages to study and say, hey, memorize these texts or soak in these texts over the next 90 days and get these into you. Because you have some of these other texts into you that are, you know, deadly serious. But this fun stuff is also very serious and important. And you need to round out your theology you know, with that, um, I've had one guy preach a series on fun. I said, Hey, why don't you do a two, three, uh, week sermon series on, on fun? Cause it sure sounds like you need this and your church needs it. Cause it sounds like everyone is just like the most boring, serious people I've ever heard of. <laughs> so why don't you, why don't you do that? So I, you know, I, I give homework in these cohorts that help these guys with different things. Awesome. Uh, anything else you would add for pastors and leaders who are wrestling in any of these areas of, of friendship, finances, fun? Uh, I'd say God, God cares about all of this deeply. So if you're listening to this right now and you're just like, man, I need some help in this, just talk to God. He sees you. He cares about you. Uh, and God cares a lot. I mean, God loves everyone, but I think God really cares about pastors and wants to see them thriving and healthy. So talk to God about what you're thinking and feeling about friendship. Uh, he's your ultimate friend. He's your best friend. Talk to him about all these things and about finances and about fun and, uh, he hears you and he moves through prayer. Um, so I'd just be very specific and, and pouring out your heart to God about these things. And obviously these cohorts I run, if, if anyone listening is interested you can go to my website, justinbuzzard.net and you'll find on there three F's um, where you can apply. I've got a wait list right now for, for these cohorts. Uh, just do one cohort at a time and they run for five weeks, um, five sessions, five weeks. It's not a, a massive time commitment but it's enough over the course, course of those five weeks for it to make a real dent and difference in guys' lives. So uh, that's available too. Yeah. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. So great. Well, Hey, thank, thank you, Justin, so much for your time, your insight, for being part of the podcast. I uh, really appreciate you and your ministry. Keep up the good work of serving Christ and preaching the gospel. And so I'm going to sign off here. Stream Roots is a production of Barnabas Ministries. You can learn more at barnabasministriesmi.org. That's barnabasministriesmi.org. MI.org. We release an episode every Monday morning. Stream Roots, drawing deep from the living water of God's Word.